This show is about wild ideas, and there's someone I've been following on Instagram who had a wild idea that really stuck out to me. If you're an outdoorsy person and you've spent time on Instagram lately, you may have seen at Patagonia. She's the world's first backpacking and outdoors drag queen. Patty sports huge platform heels while stomping, skiing, dancing, and now surfing her way through some of Mother Nature's most beautiful scenery. She does photo and video shoots, and she posts the finished products on her account where she promotes inclusivity and diversity in the outdoors, as well as raises awareness about climate change, things like plastic pollution, and so much more in an incredibly fun format. Her voice is new and refreshing in the outdoors space. I was honored when I reached out to this queen and she agreed to let me take her out for a surf lesson. Just a note, we get pretty passionate and animated in our conversation and there's some not so kid friendly language in this episode. We also get very real and dive into things from the birth of Patagonia, who the amazing photographer behind Patty is, building community and why that's so important, how Patty deals with the haters, coming out, and most of all, we get really deep into how to be wildly you, no matter what. So the audience knows, you're listening in your car, wherever you're listening, we just went surfing. Patty went surfing in heels. You know, we did the damn thing. And it was very addicting. I had fun. I was not expecting to be able to even stand on the board. So that was a life accomplishment. But then I, I wanted to get out there. I wanted to keep on going. It was, it was fun. It was like, it's like riding a, like a water version of like a ski route, which I love. So So there we are. Let's back up. Uh I pushed Patty into some waves and somehow she stood. She stood. On basically her tiptoes. She connected to Moana. She, she rode, she got pitted. She fell off 18,000 times, but we got a few good clips, which is the story of my life. Tell me what it felt like when you're standing up in the heels. And I mean, I guess you don't really know the difference between not wearing heels because what we did was we took his go-go boots and put them on underneath underneath the wetsuit, wetsuit, which I was like, that's not going to work, but it It actually worked way better. And we only damaged one surfboard. (laughs) I, I hit one wave so hard at the end and then decided to fall forward on the surfboard so much that I put my heel stiletto straight through the board. So that was cute. <laughs> so only <laughs> And one. then we still rode the surfboard the rest of the day. It was great. What did you think of surfing? Cause you'd never mm. done it and you were pretty much a natural. You basically like took, we, we had you on a stand up paddleboard. The reason why if you're watching pictures or video is because Patty was going to be standing in go-go boots, which means not only is she standing on a board for the first time, but in go-go boots that are big, it's like standing on your tippy toes, which is pretty impossible while on a board underneath moving water. Like there's a lot of, there's also like stingrays and I didn't tell you about the sand sharks and all sorts of other things that were oh, underneath you all day. There were sharks and seals. Us. They're just like, they're like bottom. You know, what they'll a they'll perfect just, metaphor just like a little for my finger. real life. <laughs> just like sharks underneath the water. We don't know. Here we are. Yeah. Surfing was so fun. Like for real, Patty lets my inner child out. Like I used to figure skate growing up. And I hadn't figure skated in like over 10 years. And I got on skates for the first time, like in January and felt so cool to let the inner child out. And then that 
randomly ended up with me skating with the JVN, who's like one of my biggest role models. And that's crazy. That's crazy. JVN, by the way, is Jonathan Van Ness, the grooming expert from Netflix's reboot of Queer Eye. So it's fun. Like Patty lets enter me out. And so it was something like surfing that I've never done before. It's like, I don't know if I would have like surfed for another few years, at least if I didn't have something that was driving me that it was always saying, yo, check yourself when, like when it was the last time you did something for the first time, which that is so Tumblr quote of me to say, but for real, it's something that really invigorates me in life is doing something for the first time is, and is being so bad at it. Like literally by the time this comes out, like people will see the videos, but the reality behind these videos though, is that I am almost always falling and messing up and being so bad at whatever I'm doing, but that doesn't matter because I'm having fun while I'm doing it. And so you see the few seconds of glory where I look like I have my shit together, but it is a total, total crazy fest behind the scenes. I watched it like front row seat. Mm, Yeah, you did. (laughs) You pushed me into waves. And you did awesome. I mean, you basically took off, took the board to the outside and I couldn't swim fast enough to keep up with you. I was like, okay, figure it out. You got your own wave, which is pretty remarkable on someone's first day of surfing, not having grown up near the ocean and your timing was really good. So I'm not just blowing smoke up your, you know, so I'm just telling you, you did a great job. You're not blowing smoke up my weave. Yeah, your weave, of course. Patty's the brainchild of Wynn Wiley, a talented photographer and an Eagle Scout from Nebraska. Wynn bought the boots to try out drag for the first time as a persona he called Ginger Snap. After that one night out at a party, he threw the boots back in his closet, but not too long after, he grabbed them out and threw them in his pack last minute before heading out for a backpacking trip with friends. And on that particular hiking trip, Patty Gonia was born. So Wynn, and we're going to talk about who Wynn is and who Patty is, because I think this is important, but Wynn is an Eagle Scout, which is no joke. Yeah, uh, that was like my high school life was, my childhood outdoor experience was greatly built around scouting. I think I see that different in retrospect now, but it was a really great introduction to the outdoors and to like great outdoor concepts early on uh, coming from the Midwest, it was pretty much the only access I really had to like outdoor education. So I was grateful for it. So you were born and raised in Nebraska? Born and raised, middle of nowhere, cornfield America, but love it so much. Wynn is a photographer. So when we were doing our little photo shoot today, I just let you take over and it was so <laughs> I feel so amazing. bad about no, that because like... It was great. I didn't, I was like, I'm here to podcast with you, but we need to somehow get some video and obviously photos of this. And I let you direct it and it was really fun to watch you. So you've obviously done this before. I've worked with all sorts of photographers and production in my old job doing marketing and you definitely have some skills as a producer and a photographer. So you, you've worked with Disney. Yeah. You've, who's when as a photographer? Like you're pretty young. So how do you have all this experience? I've been really lucky to just get to work with great people, no matter what that is on the company side or on like the more personal portrait wedding side. I shoot a mix of everything. Like, yes, I shoot for Disney. Yes, I've shot for Adidas. Yes, I've done the damn things, but like nothing has felt better than making photos for friends or for nonprofits that I work with. So yeah, so I spend my time like shooting everything from 
friends' weddings to senior pictures still. So I still do like the thing that I did when I first started out in my photography career. Seniors are so awkward and awesome. They're so great. They're so great. And it's oftentimes the kids that I um, get to work with at the different summer camps that I volunteer with. I get to take their senior pictures. So it's super special to me, but... I love but that yeah, age. I, I love that age too. I was just finding out the beginnings of who I was at that age. So it's uh, it's super cool to me. And I love shooting a mix of everything. If I shot just one thing, I would hate my life. And I'm really just thankful to get to make work with people in different places that I just love. And in that way, I get to feel like I'm always kind of at home no matter where I am. Like I feel like I can be as at home in LA with my like LA crew of friends as I do back in Nebraska because we've built those communities there. So it's fun. Um, it keeps me on my toes in my real life. And then Patty keeps me on my toes in fucking boots. So Patty mm. was born in mm. fall of 2018. Yeah. 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 So like five months ago now, only five months ago. Uh-huh. Okay. Crazy. Please tell me the origin story of Patty Gonia. Mm. Okay. Uh, I feel like I have to backtrack a little bit. If we want to talk birth of Patty, we have to talk last year. About this time last year, I birthed Ginger Snap uh, because I am a redhead and I am a photographer in my like life outside of Patty. So I was like, I'm going to be so original and be Ginger Snap. And it was great. But I, I dragged for the first time uh, like a year ago. And it was like so beautiful and so crazy to look in the mirror and see the other gender. I, I, it took me by surprise. Never thought I'd ever drag. So it really was pushing me out of my comfort zone. And then, uh, what what does that mean to drag? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, drag is when people basically dress as the opposite gender or when they like gender bend. So, Patty's drag is pretty unique. It's not really traditional in the sense. Um, when I put on the boots, I'm Patty, but normally for drag, it requires, or just is a lot more. It's hair, makeup, costuming, comedy, performance, mm. and these girls do it all. Like I, I just have such a mad freaking respect for drag because it is, it's those girls doing all of those things and then managing themselves often and making your career out of it. And I can't do my makeup to save my life alone. I can't make my own outfits. Uh, I've never performed in front of a crowd bigger than three of my friends on the trails or this morning when it was around four people on a beach. Uh, but I do me and I do a drag in the way that I do it. And I love celebrating myself through that and figuring myself out through that. So it's a really fun self-expression playground. I want to dive deeper into this, but go yeah. back to Ginger Snap. So what did uh-huh. Ginger Snap wear? Uh, so Ginger Snap was like a bad girl. We were wearing like, oh my gosh, leather studded gloves with like a heart cut out that I got off of Amazon and like fishnets and like had dark, dark red hair. It was ridiculous. We didn't feel like emotionally connected to her. So Patty feels way more like me. So it was fun for a night, but I kind of left that experience feeling like, whoa, this is a lot. And it wasn't something I was really prepared for. So I put the boots back into my closet for like uh, the next few months and then just randomly decided to pack them in uh, my backpack when I hiked on the Continental Divide Trail and uh, my life changed for forever. So wait, when you say we, you're mm-hmm. talking about you and yeah. all of your amazing facets of you. Yeah. So Ginger Snap 
was fun, mm-hmm. but it was like, okay, that was fun. Yeah. She was a nightclub girl and <laughs> we love a nightclub girl. Like occasionally, like I will drop it so low when the whistle blows, but, um, me in my everyday life, Patty feels way more like me. I really so. want to go dancing with ginger snap though. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a good time. Mm-hmm. So Patty was born on what a great place to be born on the mm-hmm. continental divide. Mm-hmm. This is 2018 of the fall. You're mm-hmm. how old? Uh, 26. So young and yeah. I just uh, went on a backpacking trip with a few of my friends and decided to pack the boots at the bottom of my bag. Like no one knew I had packed them. I kind of honestly forgot that I'd packed them. And then when we were up on the Continental Divide, which we were only up for uh, like a portion of the trip, but when we were up there, it was so stunning. And I was just like, hey, Charlie, why don't you take some photos of me and these boots? And he was like, what? And I took out the boots and that turned into shooting some video clips, which turned into more video clips. We just got so into it and it was so much fun. And it was so great to get to play in the outdoors and not take ourselves so seriously. And then we shot like the rest of the video, the whole entire hike down. And then I edited it on the couch with uh, my mom. When I got home, I was visiting my mom and she helped me edit the first video. She was like giving me like actually pretty good artistic critiques. And then yeah, woke up the next day to a few million views on the video and said, well, what? this is a thing that I was not expecting. So I was like, if 300 of my friends just like follow this account, like I will love it. Like we'll have fun. So you started the Instagram account that day. Yeah. Like the, like right when I got back from the trip. So about a week later. That's amazing. First of all, I think what your videos do and for anybody listening who's seen them, they bring me so much joy because you're so unapologetically you and you're having fun and you're like, I don't give a fuck. And it's fun and it's cool and it's beautiful. And it's, I've never, I'd never seen a video like that. Like Mm. someone in big go-go boots. I'd never seen someone walking with a surfboard and using their leash the way you did today and go-go boots. So Uh, the boots, yeah, the boots have a little story too. Yeah. So, Right before I ever dragged his ginger snap, um, I had to go buy a pair of boots. So I went to West Hollywood and All there's right. this like, we ho, there's this like really amazing shop full of like thousands of pairs of boots for drag queens and for performers and for everyone in between dancers and very interesting crowd in there. I like hopped in and I was like, oh, this is a world I want to spend some time in. So Walked around the store, just trying to find a pair of boots, tried them on, checked out. And what's interesting is that like this store is on like Hollywood Boulevard. So there's all the stars outside on the, like on the, on the street, on the sidewalk, on the concrete. And, um, like basically in some way, shape or form, my family has like yet to clarify this for me, but it's like a thing that's talked about often is that we have like a famous distant relative and that person's name is Fred Waring. And he was like an orchestra conductor and like, like had a TV show way back when. And, um, I like look down on the sidewalk and I see his Hollywood star and, I'm actually like named after him. Uh, so my full name is ridiculous, but it's wearing Wyndham Wiley. And so wind short for Wyndham, but wearing is my real first name. So it was like, hmm, okay, universe, here we go. So yeah, that just caught me by surprise. That's a good story. Mm-hmm. Fred wearing, there's a lot of streets named after Fred in Palm Desert, Palm no Springs. 
I should go check him out. You I didn't need to go even know. Palm so Wheezy of WeHo, my mother moved from WeHo to Palm Desert, which Love is it. also equally just fun. And well, it's not WeHo, but it's pretty fun. Yes, it's a it's a it's an interesting place. There's lots of lots of variety of culture and people um, on one area, and also ego, which is fun too. So <laughs> ego is always fun. Mm-hmm. Your mom sounds really open minded. I come from a yeah. really open minded family, and I'm lucky as heck. Mm. Your mom also just sounds like. One, the fact that she sat down and like was giving you critiques on your video, that's that's pretty badass. Yeah. My mom and my dad were both, to my surprise, very accepting um, when I came out. How old were you? I was 18. But something that like I've had to, for lack of a better word, unpack since that point is that my mom and my dad's kind of perspective when I came out was that I could be gay. They had no problem with that but that I couldn't be one of those gays. Um, and I think they didn't have the terminology for it and they were just afraid of the world for me. Um, so I like, I sit emotionally with them in that moment, but I, that really like scarred me in a way or really yeah. changed the direction I feel like of my, like of my gayness in a way. Uh, I felt like, I had to stay in like the straight gay lane or I told myself the story for way too long that the biggest like effect I could have on people would be if I was straight passing in every way. Mm. Uh, so much so that like it literally changed my voice. Like my voice before I came out was way more feminine and was way more higher pitched. And I, I like police that every day and I change that every day so that my voice could be more straight passing and living in Nebraska, I wanted to be out and wanted to be gay, but also wanted to have, or I felt at the time lucky for the ability to like put on straight passing clothes and like just blend in, not stand out. And Patty's rewriting that story in big ways. I think that in my life, like Patty is, so important because it checks at the door everything I thought I knew about the world, everything I thought I knew about who I am, and is bringing unbelievably beautiful and diverse people into my life. And like, I need that. Like, I, I think that not only do I need that, but like, I'm literally so thankful for that because seriously, like, I can't imagine life before Patty now, you know? So, I can discredit it very easily and be like, it's just an Instagram account or it's just a hundred thousand people, which I know it sounds crazy saying that, but like, you know, I get caught up in like rhythms and rotations of like the comparison game and the not, don't be so full of yourself, but don't think so much about yourself game. Um, so much so that I can just like kind of discredit Patty, um, or the community that's there. But then I sit there and I'm like, no, this is a bad ass community of people that actually give a shit about the outdoors and the queer community. And where those intersect. And I think that that's really powerful. And I think that that's really needed. And I think I'm stepping onto the scene in a way, sight unseen. Like I didn't know the state of affairs and the state of culture in the outdoor world really, because even though I skied and backpacked in like rock climbs, um, I was never really, you know, a person that like followed like sponsored athletes or that like ever went to any like competition events or anything. And I think I'm popping into an interesting world. I am discovering some very interesting things about the outdoor community. And I just think it's like so silly uh, what some of the outdoor community does 
to be so like hetero and so flannel and so <laughs> so flannel, and so bearded. flannel, <laughs> so bearded, and to be so and to be so athletic driven um, instead of advocate driven, and mm. I think that there's nothing but opportunity there um, for the outdoor industry, and I think the times now because the outdoors literally is a place where I feel like I can be myself and find myself and challenge myself and like also mess up a lot and learn that like the outdoors doesn't judge you, you know? So it's an important place for me and I want it to be important for others, especially for um, the LGBTQ community. Wow. Thank you so much. We talked about it a little before and Rue Mapp said it once on my podcast. She said, the trees do not care if you're black, you're white, you're fat, you're skinny, you mm. got money, you don't have money. She doesn't said it better than that, but the waves don't care. <laughs> They're going to give you a beating yes. no matter what. But it's been so refreshing. You know, even in my notes of my, my producer from REI wrote something about why it's important that people who aren't bearded in flannel see a place for themselves in the outdoors and how Patty is showing that there's a place for everyone outside. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that it was my place either, you know, for real. I don't think that a lot of people do. I think that people think that you have to have X amount of dollars of gear or spend X amount of days camping or backpacking until you can be like legit. And other than that, you're a poser or you're just a wannabe. And if that's people's definition, then I'm a total poser and a total wannabe still because Hey, I love going outdoors, but there's nothing I love more about the outdoors than like getting in my bed after I'm like out backpacking for a few days. So I love the indoors too. Um, I love a good Netflix moment. Patagonia started out as a fun persona, but it's become something much larger. Patty posts thoughtful, sometimes very funny, and poignant posts that are challenging the idea of who belongs in the outdoors and what we need to do to protect the only planet we have. She shares information about plastic pollution and stories of people in the LGBTQ plus community and people of color who are advocating not only for inclusivity in the outdoors, but also for mother nature. Why do you think, I know why, why I think, but like, why do you think you resonated so well with the internet? I mean, it's kind of, I think about the internet a lot. Um, probably more than I ever want to admit. Like if there's something I probably don't need to know about me, it's how much time I spend thinking about the internet or mm. about social media because it's so much a part of, I've grown up with it. Like literally like I've known it my whole life and I think we all have an addiction to it. And I think that we all sit there and just kind of feel like shit about our lives as we scroll by people especially in the LGBTQ community, it's just like shirtless guy after shirtless guy after shirtless guy, at least for me as, as a gay male. And I think that Patty is just there to have fun and to just be one little thing in your school that can just say like, Hey, I'm not trying to have you like compare yourself to me. Like, what can I give you? Like, what can you take away from this? Like, can you smile? Like, sweet. I'm there for that. Like, that's all I want. Cause I also don't want to be an overstater of like the work that I do. Like there are so many people in the outdoor community and in the LGBTQ community that are really putting in the work. And I've really tried to educate myself over the past few months and do everything I can to get to know the community and get to know people in the community. But they're the ones putting in the work. Like my work in quotes is like someone can smile 
I'm there for it. If someone can send this video to someone else and feel like the outdoor space is a space that can just be more fun than more serious, like I'm there for it. If someone can watch a video of mine and can be like, oh, the outdoor space isn't this masculine driven thing. It's actually seriously 100% feminine, if anything, then I'm there for that too. So I think that Patty just challenges even my own beliefs and uh, is just there to dance on whatever bridge exists between whatever worlds I want to dance on. And it's fun. I love doing it. So it's a long answer to your question. No, we love what you do. Patty, Mm. Patty's taught me so much. Like I didn't know someone like Patty existed. You made me see your world in a completely different light. I just think you've, you've brought to light a community as well in a whole new light and shown mm. the outdoor industry that it can be, be so much fun. So you'd recently did this video to the theme of frozen oh, in uh-huh. Aspen. <laughs> that, that was looked so fun. So you dressed up like the ice queen. Yeah. Snow queen moment. Snow queen. Did it. The makeup took three hours. It was, it took forever, but the makeup artist that did my makeup, Katie, she is the actual queen. She's unbelievable. Yeah, she paints some freaking art on my face. But yeah, we started off the morning with three hours of makeup and then hit up the slopes. And then you said you were also in Aspen to actually help talk about LGBTQ issues. Yeah. Yeah, I was more there just to present on like me and the journey of me. But yeah, I think to be honest... I'm not the best person to talk about so much of this stuff again, because there's so many people that their life work is this. And so I think that it was really just, I guess, a a chance for me to just share my story and then just to share like that I seriously, like my only goal with Patty is just to be like a lifelong learner and to fuck up a lot along the way and to learn from, from those mistakes or those things. I'm learning so much. Like, like what have you learned? Tell me more. Oh my gosh. What have I learned? Um, I've learned there are crazy beautiful communities for um, people that would be considered more unlikely in the outdoors people online. So many, uh, everything from unlikely hikers to outdoor Afro, it's a queer nature to melanin base camp to just so many different things. And I had no idea this existed. I just a week and a half ago was getting breakfast with the founder of Native Women's Wilderness, Jaylin, and It's a whole entire like online community that's promoting knowing what land you are enjoying in the outdoors and about making that a space where women, especially native women can, can be as well. And I just think that's so freaking badass and like so cool. And I'm just trying to soak it all up. Um, going to outdoor retailer was a really interesting, uh, experience (laughs) for me. Um, just to learn the, we're kind of everything stands, at least in the outdoor industry. And it was so interesting to me because there's like the upper floor of OR, which is where like the outdoor industry is. And then there's like this second floor below that's like the more kind of smaller brands, but then also where basically everyone from these nonprofits Nonprofits, and communities hangs out and is. And I was like, um, this is where the party's at. And this is where the difference makers are. And this is the only place where I saw diversity actually represented. And even at that, it was like little to none compared to the whole entire thing. And so it was really like powerful to see that in front of my face, um, to just see people's reactions on the, uh, especially the upper floor when I went the first day as gay male me and 
Then the next day when I went in full drag, there were just a lot of differences. And of course, like if you see someone in full drag, it's going to be strike up a little bit different but thing this inside of you. This is a trade you. show where people are like trying to write orders for their gear. Millions of dollars of shit. Yeah. Seriously. And I'm like... This was my job where I spent all the time yeah. interviewing these CEOs of yes. these companies. Interesting. Yeah. And you went in full drag. That's so awesome. Yeah. What did you wear? Thank you for asking. Uh, I wore a custom eco-friendly designer zero waste dress by this designer wow. in New York City named Zero Waste Daniel. He designed the whole entire outfit out of reclaimed fabric. So this is fabric Amazing. that other people would otherwise throw away that he turned into this like winter outfit moment. So uh, yeah, it was crazy. It was super fun. And so you got some interesting responses. Yeah. I don't know. I think that uh, I'm not here to dog on the outdoor industry as a whole. There are amazing people behind the scenes of some of these companies that are really pushing important things forward and are really being inclusive and are really making amazing products that are getting more people out into the outdoors. But I think what I learned so far, five months out, which is no time at all, but what I've gathered is that like the outdoor industry, that's not my space. Yeah. The outdoor community, that's my space. Nice. Like that's who I want to be for. That's what I care about. Like I care about 14 year old me who is like sitting freshman year of high school, getting called like a faggot every day compared to my life now getting called a faggot every day on the internet, but who has this beautiful community to call home and who never knew that that was out there and who never knew that the outdoors could be a space that would be for me. And now it is like, mm. There's this huge notion in the LGBTQ community that if you're queer, you have to run to a city for acceptance. And I think that that like narrative is oftentimes true, um, but that doesn't have to be that way. Before you keep going, there's a lot of members in my family who didn't even know. And I would say we're a pretty progressive family. Can you just define LGBTQ plus I would love to. Thank and you. if I can remember what all the letters stand for, uh, I will Come be on. amazed. Okay. So LGBTQ, lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer. And, and then queer. plus is just for ally. So queer, from my understanding, is just anyone anywhere on the sexual spectrum. Mm -hmm. So that's basically... I don't want to say gray area, but that just like is anywhere on the spectrum that isn't defined by one of those other words and the other uh, acronym words. So yeah, LGBTQ plus. Lots of acronyms. Yeah, I've also heard that the Q can stand for questioning and the plus, in addition to allies, it's just for anyone who's on the spectrum, but doesn't identify with any of those other terms. I have a friend whose daughter is an eighth grader and she broke it down to me one day. She was like, no, there's this and there's that and there's yeah. this on the spectrum. And Shelby, you have to be saying it this way. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm blowing it. But I was. And I'm so glad that an eighth grader educated me. I'm glad you brought that up because I don't. Well, first of all, yeah, eighth graders be woke af. Uh, but second of all, I don't think there's any like blowing it. So don't ever oh, like, I mean, I am someone who when I meet someone who whose pronouns are they and them can so often say he, she, hey girl, all that stuff. So there's, there's that, but then there's also like, I don't know. I think there's this like mental difference, even in my mind between like everyone who is LGBTQ plus and straight people. And 
I'm so glad that like that acronym and that, that space provides space for people. But like, oftentimes I can think of myself like not included in that group of people or that I like am not knowledgeable enough or that I don't have enough diversity in my life to know people who are all those things. And then I feel like I'm blowing it too. Yeah. Uh, but it's not that. It's just a mutual respect. Yeah. And it's a mutual, always open to learning, always open to feedback. I mean, one of the biggest lessons that Patty is teaching me is that there is a huge difference between hate and feedback or criticism. Um, because a lot of times there are people who just want to throw hate, especially online. But then there's also people that really do want to push back on something or offer something up uh, to someone. So that's been a really big learning lesson for me too. Um, just not to label anything who's anyone who's not just saying, I love you, Patty, as someone who's a hater, because they're not. Uh, there for sure is hate out there. Like there won't be a day when my DM inbox is not full of hate, but there also isn't a day when it isn't full of really, really knowledgeable community that's just keeping me accountable and that I'm learning lots of things through. So I can't believe there's, I, I mean, I sadly, I can believe there's haters, but that's, that's really sad. Yeah. Really quick. When goes yeah. by when pronouns, pronouns. Yeah. He, him, his, Okay. and then Patty kind of any pronoun, I guess that people want to throw out there because I think that my, my drag, I guess, is very gender bending, but I would say the pronouns that I identify most as with Patty is like she, hers. Fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> not a pronoun. An but... experience. Someone who's still figuring out who the hell they are. Yeah, it's it's a really important space for me to just to see what happens and just to keep my mind open. When we come back, Wynn and I talk about the pros and cons of life on the internet. He shares some touching advice on coming out. He also talks about how you can be a supportive parent to an LGBTQ plus child. When you spend time outside, there's things you just can't find anywhere else. Like the whistle of wet wood on a bonfire, the feeling of belonging you have just by being out there, or a river rock that surprisingly looks like the station wagon your parents drove when you were a kid. REI is here to help you find those things and more, to ask big questions and discover more answers outside, wherever you are. So visit your local store or REI.com for inspiration to get outdoors and tools to make it easier. Then go find out. I've talked to a lot of guests on this show about social media, the addictive nature of it, the dangers it can pose, as it encourages us all to compare our own lives to the perfect ones we see online. Patagonia experiences this to an extreme degree. Instagram is the platform she uses to post her content, connect with fans, and share emotionally honest and inspiring messages. It isn't always easy. So I have a job that requires the internet and usage of online. And I did this huge podcast beginning of the year on how to unplug. And like, I have this real love, but just resistance to social media in particular. Yeah. It's really hard for me if someone writes anything mean. Like I, I'm a human, you're a human, whatever group you belong, we're humans and hate hurts 
I luckily don't really get a lot of hate, but I cannot believe that you get, I'm, I'm like really saddened. Yes. Mm. That you get hate. How do you handle it? It's something that's on my mind a lot because it's there all the time. Uh, not just for Patty, but in my life as when as well. It's awful. It's, it's a really interesting thing because I think we can tell ourselves this like lie in our heads of like that these people would never say these things to our face. Like they're just behind a keyboard. So they have like a way to hide it. And I think what I have experienced firsthand is that no, they're not just saying it behind keyboards. They are right there in front of our faces every day. Um, and we naturally as humans go the path of the least resistance, right? So in our daily life, we don't necessarily encounter that hate face to face just because we're literally not geographically in the same location as that. So hates crazy hates online all the time for me in both worlds and is something that I sign up for doing what I do. Like I am not here saying that everyone should just love what I do and tell me nothing but that, that, that I'm amazing. And I'm learning to take critique and to use it to transform me because there is for sure critique to be had in everyone's actions, but there's no room for hate. And that's something I will not stand for um, in the least bit. Hate is so weak. It's like the opposite of courageous and strong. It's so strong. weak, but hate it, uh, as words are so strong. Totally. Like, and here's the thing, like I'm almost desensitized at this point to the word fag or faggot. Like if you call me that, like literally I'm like, well, I know what you're trying to do. And so I've stripped it of its power, but yeah, I feel like it's going to be an ongoing cycle and it is an ongoing cycle for a lot more people than we ever know it happens to. Um, and I mean, here's the thing about my diversity. I can cover it in more straight in quotes clothing. I can, I don't have a different skin color. Like I can walk around in my straight person drag and not be noticed or given dirty looks. And I can tuck that away. Like my friends that are black, my friends that are trans, they can't hide who they are. They can't, they can't cover it with clothing and they get looks and they get judgment and they get hate all the time for being truly who they are. And so that's something that I need to consider a lot in my life too. So the internet has been a place of awesomeness and just like horror, but also you've been able to use it for the power of good. Mm. Good on you. Thanks. It's been a journey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so like, listen, the state of affairs is pretty freaking bleak, right? Like we all know the internet sucks. We all know the internet makes us feel like shit. And yet we open something every day and scroll past things every day that make us just feel like absolute crap about our lives. Like, why do we do this? Right. And so first of all, we need to admit that we are all addicted. But second of all, there's a chance to have that be a really beautiful place for fun and for stepping out of the usual grind of what everyone else is doing. I mean, like if I open up my Instagram discover page, because I don't know how Instagram freaking knows that I am like a gay male, uh, but they do because of the algorithm life thing. And all my discover pages is guys with their shirts off. And I've met a lot of these Instagram famous guys and 
they are way more than just the masculine image they choose to project on like repeat loop. Um, and that is not like my criticism of them. It's me saying they are really beautiful people in real life. So why don't we all just put our weird out there a little bit more? All I know is that by me putting my weird out there, like my life has been forever changed and I feel way more like me than ever. Uh, so I can't speak for anyone else, but I know that like me turning something that makes me feel like shit into my playground is fun. And me putting who I am really out there and me choosing to be vulnerable has really mattered to me and it's taught me a lot. Well, I just say, I mean, maybe Instagram can make you feel like crap, but like I have made my Instagram account so it's only full of people whose accounts I really love. And when I open yours and you're like out there dancing to Frozen, I can't help but smile and laugh or telling me that it's okay. Have a great day. I don't know if you say something like way more aspirational <laughs> I think I than that. I that like in 18,000 different ways, but, but that's the general But you just gist. say, hey, you beautiful women and men. And I don't know what you say, but it's like so damn positive. Mm. It makes me feel good. And I think what's good is so you've used the internet to not only raise money, but to talk about really important issues and to elevate other people in the outdoors and elsewhere that we might not have known otherwise. Thanks. I feel like I have and I haven't. There's so much more I want to do. Oh my God, I want to hit um, you right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. I for real mean it. Like I feel like I have and I haven't and there's so much that I want to do with Patty. Good. But a really realistic reality of mine, um, which I feel, again, we're reaching another point in this conversation. What I don't want you to know about me is that like my life is not in crisis mode right now, but is in basically in, in a big contrast because before Patty, I had my photo life as a photographer and you're a no joke photographer. And, and like, I love that world so much. Mm -hmm. If I'm being honest, like I don't have capacity to bring Patty into my life. Like I have enough friends. I have enough community. I have enough life that I love but I think like when a community like asks you to step up and just to keep on doing what you're doing, I'm not saying be like a leader or like a, a culture maker. Like the industry just is like, Hey, you're doing great, honey. Like it's, I think your job to show up and to be vulnerable and to be yourself and to be there for that community. So here we are with Patty, but the reality that I'm trying to work through is if I'm spending a weekend doing Patty, that's a weekend I'm not doing photo life working. So how do I make a living off of something that I love so much so that I can hopefully do more and just to do it better and to learn more for myself? How do I do that without like selling out in a sense? Because since launching Patty, I've been reached out to by... I can imagine. Kind of every brand that I ever knew of and more in the outdoor industry. And I say that very humbly, but I've said no to almost all of it because it hasn't felt time yet or right yet. And it's felt like something that, I don't know, I feel like this community is so pure in a way right now um, and knows that like, I'm not just going to hit them with a random ad to sell them the next coat they don't need. And that sounds very snarky, but that's, that's really how I feel no, and overall if I'm just being honest, so it's like, how do I make a living doing this? And, and how do I keep on remembering like the original purpose, which for me is self-discovery, which for me is having fun, which those are two selfish things. But then if that outwardly can mean something to someone, like I'm there for that too. So 
that's what I'm trying to figure out. And I think that it's totally worth it. And I'm working through it. And there are some positive prospects, but there's also just a lot of the world that just wants to move fast and act quick and make the next dollar and make the next thing. And honestly, at this point, like I could have made probably not probably definitely I calculated it someday, like over a quarter million dollars so far with Patty, with different brand sponsorship opportunities in different things and speaking engagement things and whatever. And to know that like that's there, but like, that's something that I'm not going to be proud of. Um, so I am, I'm really looking for a brand who wants to maybe take like 5% of their budget that they normally spend on sponsored athletes and create a team of sponsored advocates. Like, why are we not doing it in the outdoors community? Like what an opportunity that the outdoor industry has and to really celebrate diversity and inclusion and equity, which I know those are a bunch of stupid ass buzzwords, but really putting them <laughs> forward, really putting them forward yeah, and making that. it happen because don't get me wrong. There are athletes that are advocates as well. And yep. a lot of the people that I look up to that are athletes that are sponsored really have an ag- advocacy piece. That's really awesome. But I, I just think there's nothing but opportunity and there's nothing but the chance to make the community and the industry better. And whoever hops on at first wins, like that's just the truth. So I'm not saying whoever hops on me, like I'm saying like whoever hops on truly realizing like, you know, we have a lot of work to do and that things are pretty fucked up right now, but there's a lot of hope, like they're going to win. Patty really has helped a lot of folks find their own voice and place in the outdoors. And I think it's great. You know, what, what people besides JVN has Patty brought to your life that have been so exciting? Ooh, good question. Even the famous ones that were just like fun that reached out to you. Yeah. I mean, like, Fergie DM'd me after yeah. my first video no and big deal. I was like, hello, mother duchess. I was like, is this really you? Or is this some like social media manager? And she was like, "Haha, it's me, honey. And I was like in my grave. So that happened. And then like, yeah, I don't know. Like Lance Bass follows me. That's weird. That's like a piece of my childhood. It's amazing. That is just like crazy. Um, but other than celebrities for real, like, the people that it's brought into my life are two other kinds of people. One, my friends who I oftentimes am producing and creating with like four clients, like in an actual like business setting. And then Patty's our playground to have fun and get to cut loose and get to shoot something with an iPhone video that is so poorly edited on like a laptop and pump that out to the world. And it's hilarious because oftentimes Patty's content gets way more views than any of the professional content we make. So it's just a fun playground for me to get to spend more time with my friends and to bring my friends closer to me and who I am. Uh, but it's also brought a really, really, really incredible community of people from nonprofits in the outdoor industry or just community makers in the outdoor industry um, into my life as well. I can't even name enough names, but uh, the founders, a lot of these outdoor communities I got to meet at Outdoor Retailer, and that was really special. And I look forward to collaborating more with them um, because they are people that I think are really doing incredible things in the outdoor space. Advice to people who just want to own who they are. The moment you do the thing that you think the world won't love you for. I think the world's going to love you a lot more for it. That's pretty 
pretty powerful. That's my story. Like, I don't know anyone else's, but that's literally mine. Like, I never thought I'd be here. Like, I thought that I was going to be at best, like a kid who just squashed their queerness and who they were every step of the way. Um, and my life isn't that. And my life is full of really beautiful people because I decided that like, you have no other choice for real, or you just have the chance to not give up on yourself. I'm giving so, you a huge hug. You're so awesome. Across the table. Oh, I love him. I love all of you. And you're just so great. Okay. This is a hard one. But from these tears. I, no, it's great. Uh, I, I guess I'm nervous to ask you this, but I'm going to ask you it anyway. But any advice to help people, maybe kids listening who are afraid to come out about who they are sexually, or maybe they still don't know. I'm sure you get asked this a lot. And like, what do you advise people going through this or parents? Well, first of all, I don't think that the coming out experience is only for the LGBTQ community. I think that the coming out experience is for anyone in life because you know, as I look you in the eyes across this table, that you have had moments in your life when you've had to come out to people in your life to be truly who you are. Maybe that's meant quitting a job or a hard ass conversation or ending a relationship that was just so toxic. And I think when we can have more of those moments more radically and when we can put our truth out there, essentially come out of the closet in a sense, then our life can be really beautiful because then we are just giving ourselves permission to be who we are. But then there's, I think, a part two of the whole damn thing, which in this closet metaphor, at least for me in my life, was that I had to go back to my closet and grab that thing in the closet that I also didn't want people to see. And I had to zip up those things on my feet and stomp through the world. And my life was completely different again. And I came out again in a new sense. So I think that when we come out, there's not just that coming out, there's a million come outs after and that everyone experiences that at every age. I mean, a midlife crisis is nothing but a coming out. Like it's all the same damn thing. It's all hard and there's no like harder, there's just hard. There's this amazing woman named Ash Beckham who has an amazing TED talk that talks about how there's no comparing coming outs. There's not hard and harder. There is just, it's hard and it's the human experience. And when we can lean into that and be more ourselves, the world's really at our fingertips because the people who are going to be with you afterwards, those are the people that matter. Like when I dragged for the first time and I posted photos on my photo account, I lost like 10,000 followers in a day and I had messages in my inbox from so many people that I thought were really in my corner that said, Hey, Wayne, love you so much, buddy. But I don't really understand this whole drag thing. Like, is this like you now? Are you like a tranny? Like, do you want to be trans? Do you want to be a woman? Or why do you feel the need to just like do that? Like, and that really hurt. And I had to reframe that experience in my mind as those 10,000 people that chose to unfollow me, they really aren't the ones that matter. The ones that matter are the people that I am with 
after that and who are still there because those are the people that I'm linked arms with even stronger and that's my community and those are my people and that's who matters in my life. So don't get me wrong. When you come out of your closet, whatever that is, it's not going to be easy. Um, and there's going to be a lot of your world that will be left behind, but that provides nothing but space to fill it with people who actually give a shit about you. Yeah. I think people listening here will relate to coming out about something. I, I did come out about something and like it was sometime after I got back from New Zealand and I had been struggling with depression and, and I'd gotten diagnosed and I basically told all doctors to F off and that I was an athlete and couldn't, didn't need it. Didn't, it ran really deep in my family. And that you could do it on your own. I could do right? it on my own. And yeah. then eventually I like, took a pill and then I like went off a pill and that's like that whole, that whole dance is pretty challenging and tricky. And even though it was like a low dose and once took a natural one, but I like peed myself because uh-huh. I just didn't work. And then, then I took a Western one and I, I had all these things. So one day I just was like, I can't take it anymore. And I, in the depths of my darkest depression, I wrote a post and I was going to throw up, but I felt like I had to send it and I pressed publish and I then published it to Facebook. And this was kind of early in Facebook. And I was like, I can't believe I did that. I was about to hit a race and literally my phone started dinging and dinging and dinging and dinging and people being like, I really liked that. Thank you. And I think so many other people have experienced something like that. And then I got weird comments. Like people thought I was suicidal and I was like, no, I just, you know, we all have our moments, but they just didn't understand it. But yeah, I mean, that moment changed me. And I even wrote, like, I felt like I came out of the closet, but I felt like it was wrong for me to use. Obviously I was like putting judgments on like the phrase that I thought belonged only to another group, but I get it. Like, I think everybody that is really good advice because I think everybody listening has had that moment where they've either had to come out of the closet or maybe they need to come out about something. But mm. once you do, it is so freeing. Yeah. And once you rinse and repeat that rhythm of, nope, I need to go into that closet. I need to grab the thing that I don't want people to know and put it out there. It's going to be important. Well, thank you for sharing that. And, and to parents, like your mom sounds like she was pretty cool. Yeah. My mom's done a lot of growing through me coming out. Um, and my mom like means well and is incredible, but it wasn't the picture perfect story, nor was it with my dad. And that was hard. And it was way harder actually with my friends. Um, Mm. I had to rebuild a lot of my community. I'm so thankful for the friends I had like in high school, um, and then in college, but post-college finding the people that are really going to stick by your side. Like it's a different flavor. Yeah. I think people want to keep you safe and they don't want you to be hurt and they mean well, just like it's totally different, but it's not. I mean, coming out about depression had some, some repercussions. Like would people hire you if they knew back then you had had experienced it? Would you have again? Would you relapse? And I feel really grateful, but in no way do I want to minimize what it is to come out in the LGBTQ plus community. That's brave. That's really courageous. I think people mean well, and sometimes people stick with you. Sometimes they go away, and then sometimes they come back. And hey, that's okay. Me realizing that people needed to go is a hard pill for me to swallow. If they do it with hate, of course, then it's a different story. But if they want to go, it's an open door. Like... I 
have no time for anyone in my life that's not fully invested in who I am fully and who's going to give me the space for me to invest in them fully too. Lightning round. Backup name for Patagonia. If it wasn't Patagonia, what was it going to be? Or was there none? The North Fierce Face. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Maybe my Halloween costume next year. We don't know. Um, Next sport Patty's going to try. Oh, that's such a good one. Next outdoor sport. I am going to try to rock climb outdoors in heels. I did indoors. It was great. But now it's time for outdoors. (laughs) My jaw is to the floor. That's wild. You know, you busted your heel today. Uh Are you going to get new ones or fix those? Did you keep the piece? (sighs) So... Like I still have the original pair of boots that I bought at that West Hollywood store. Okay, cool. Those but yeah, we've bought some replacements since. So okay. I will probably be buying a new pair because I don't think that salt water really does a lot of good like flavors no. in with like boots that have worn like in very sweaty environments. Like just, you know, the ecosystem in those like probably needs to go. Advice in walking in those big high heels. Mm. Um, always strut to the song inside of your head that like you love that's your anthem and to like walk down a trail that's metaphorically important to you and actually important to you why not what's that song in your head i really do think it's london bridge by fergie for me like it is a song that always plays in my head but if it's not that it's like crazy in love or upgrade you by beyonce oh they're anthems um what was your favorite surf move today that you developed and learned um, I learned the shaka, uh, which is different than the punk rock, uh, fingers <laughs> that I thought it was. I thought it was like this universal thing. It's not, it's very easy. I can teach you any, Great. any photo tricks. I mean, you are such a good photographer, like things that you like to tell aspiring photographers, uh, document the people who matter to you, document your family. You are going to be grateful you did. Wow. Funniest comment you've received? Probably, man, that's so good. People in general are very funny on Patty's account. Like they are way wittier than I am. And I'm always just like, why do I not ever just not caption an Instagram? Let people caption it for me and then rewrite that. But someone uh, way back when wrote, uh, she's a queen in the streets, but a freak on the peaks. And I was like... (laughs) Why are you not a copywriter? Why are you not working for an ad agency being paid a million dollars a year to write this stuff? And then I used it on Instagram caption later. So it's perfect. Amazing. How about interactions? I mean, you got some fun looks today. Interactions are always fun. My dream patty environment is when really I'm not affecting anyone else's outdoor experience. Like I love performing in a sense for just my friends or from Mother Nature herself, best audience. Um, But like today on the beach, like obviously everyone's there and it's so crazy uh to like walk across the beach and see so many people that are just like nodding their head slowly yes and just like smiling and then one lady asked me she just goes can i ask why and i said why not and she goes touche honey and i was like thank you but then like totally got looked at by a group of like six girls and the thing is like i would want to think that i'm above looking at like someone in a wetsuit and heels and be like 
great job. But I would also be like, well, what are they doing? So like, I'm fine with the looks and stuff. And it's always just so crazy how easily that can change as soon as like I address the people who are looking at me and just say like, hey to them or whatever. And they're always like, oh, oh hey, like what's up? And it's like, I think we feel like that wall of permission that like, can't be broken. But as soon as we break it, then like, it's fine. There was this moment today where I went to like go get another camera or something. We got a lot of like, I mean, it's hard when you're shooting in salt water. And I came back and you had six kids, very diverse, walking next to you. You were strutting your stuff as Patty on the beach and you had a freaking posse. And Izzy and I were laughing so hard we started crying. They were like a surf group from a, like a Christian college. But within it was like amazing. Five minutes, it was you, so great. You grabbed this posse and you found them. And they they, all, they walked by and they were all like, yes. And they were all like snapping. And I was like, y'all, do you want to be in a clip? And they're like, yeah, we have no idea what you're doing, but yes. And then we all strutted our runway walk across the beach. It was great. We high-fived after. It was lovely. What does Patty love to say to people? Patty loves to say to people, you're doing great and don't look back. You're not going that way. One of my favorite things about spending time in the outdoors is that it humbles you. As Wynn said, Mother Nature doesn't care what you look like. It doesn't care about your gender identity or your sexuality or your size or even if you're having a crappy day. That's a big reason why I love spending so much time outside, getting hit with a blast of fresh air, a cold salty wave, or ideally a warm salty wave, or seeing an amazing sunset or vista. Well, to me, that's like waking up on the right side of the bed with a fresh cup of coffee already made and on my bedside table. It instills you with a sense of hope and positivity, and I'm all about anyone who's trying to spread that hope and positivity a little further in our world today. I'm also all about someone who's pushing us to be more okay with who we are, no matter what. Patty's mission of not only getting different kinds of people outside, but also encouraging everyone to take care of our planet. We need more people like her. We all need to be more okay being wildly ourselves. Wynn, Patty, thank you so much for being a force of nature, for sharing your journey and coming to La Jolla Shores to rock your heels in the sand and in the waves with me. Just a note, when we talked about coming out, we don't want to minimize anything for anyone who's a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Coming out is no joke. It's brave and it's courageous. Wynn, Patty, I so appreciate anyone who challenges us to think beyond what we think we know. I appreciate our conversation so much. I appreciate you and I'm all about the love you spread and laughter you create. Special thanks to Izzy Tihani and her twin sister Coco of the Surf Diva Surf School in La Jolla, California for letting us use your pink board and your surf school. To Yasi Mespizade, my dear buddy, who also helped with this shoot. And to the amazing photographer, Gianca Lazarus, who took some incredibly fun shots, which you can see online at rei.com forward slash blog forward slash podcast or at wildideasworthliving.com or our Instagram account at wildideasworthliving. You can follow Patty at Pattygonia on Instagram to be wildly entertained and inspired. This podcast is produced by REI with help from Annie Fassler and Chelsea Davis. Tune in week after next for an interview with a previous guest who's spending time living off the land in Florida. This week, I hope you remember to get outside, take a friend or two with you, and spread love and kindness to anyone you see on the trails, in the waves, or even at the grocery store. 
As always, I really appreciate when you subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you listen. It takes two minutes, but it means a lot. And please, whoever you are, embrace you, be wildly you. And remember, some of the best adventures often happen when you follow your wildest ideas. Mm -hmm.